Hi, I'm Rob, and for 365 days, I have been Shark. Hi, I'm Jazz, <laughs> and for one year of in real lifetime, but also more than that, I have been Charlene. And I'm in for 8,760 hours, I have been your storyteller, Xander. <laughs> he did the math. I, did I? I just asked Google. And <laughs> felt like... 11 months Teddy has been in the background and he is today so he'll chirp in at some point with answers to questions. <laughs> I'm sure he will. Teddy's amazing. So uh, how do we how do we want to answer these questions? There are a lot of them. Um, so I think that we will struggle to get through all of them so we apologize in advance if we accidentally miss one of someone's questions and also as a heads up <laughs> Thanks, Teddy. <laughs> that was pretty great. <laughs> um, we haven't put people's names against questions, um, so you know who you are. <laughs> yeah, you know you know who you are, and we acknowledge you, our listeners. We love you. Does anyone have a favorite question they want to start with? I do. Uh, what's your favorite colors? Um. My favorite color is green, and Jacques' favorite color is charcoal. Jazz's favorite color is orange. Charlene's favorite color is all of them. <laughs> uh, my favorite color is purple. I, I don't want to yeah. go through the whole list of every character. <laughs> okay, what is Jeffrey's favorite color? Je uh, Jeffrey's favorite color is oddly beige. What? Mm. He lives in yeah. heartbeats, and his favorite color is beige. Yeah, wow. it's a color you don't get to see often. It's true, not in heartbeats. All right, one question down. Look at us being professionals, getting through questions. Um, so, will we get to ever meet Charlene or Jacques' parents? What about siblings? Uh, Charlene doesn't have any siblings. Charlene is an only child. Um, but we have already met Charlene's dad once, and... Theoretically, she has written a letter inviting her dad back to Heartbeats to kind of like see where she's been living. So, yes, um, we will eventually meet Charlene's dad. Um, yes. Jacques <laughs> has parents and siblings. Yes, uh, we will meet some of them at some point. Yeah, um, some, some sooner when, than others, probably. Yeah, some yeah. sooner than others. Mm -hmm. When we first mooted Heartbeats and we're talking it through with Xander and I, um, for maybe like five episodes of time, Xander knew that Jacques had nobility for family and knew all their names and stuff and um, Jazz didn't. And then I realized it was just silly to have secrets at the table for this show. Um, and so we've all discussed a couple of times that at some point we want his family to come into things, but we also don't want to rush it. Um, True so that. Yeah, yeah, we may see some of them sooner than others, but um, yeah. Yeah. I remember when, when Rob was like, okay, so we're not recording this, but Jacques has siblings and this is part of his backstory. And I went, what? And it was really awesome. It was I great. remember the first time that I told you Jacques' full name, and uh, I got eyebrow yeah. raises. So yeah, it was pretty, it was pretty intense. 
this None of you time. thought to ask that question, suckers. <laughs> <laughs> it's all right. We've told you more than, than is in the question anyway. Um, I want to ask this question. Will Jacques smooch someone? Uh... Teddy, how are you going so far? Sorry. Mobile <laughs> <laughs> little baby. Teddy is escaping. Don't worry, Rob. We'll, I'll keep an eye in case if Teddy tries to crawl through the door. I just managed to wiggle over. Um, <laughs> will Jacques smooch someone? Um, I don't know. That is okay. I am satisfied with that answer. Yeah, I think that's I think that's the best answer we've got at the moment. Yeah. Um. There, there's one question that I want. I want because it's a question for us and also uh, a question for y'all that I I want to know. Um. Y'all thoughts on it is. So someone asked if we can talk a bit about our change in intros. Oh, you mean the fact that we do it all the time? Uh, that we do it fairly often. Yes. yes. <laughs> um, uh. So. I know why uh, I wanted to have different intros and it's to highlight different, uh, I guess, events or mini arcs of sorts mm-hmm. just to have them easily differentiated. And also, I just think it's cool. <laughs> I just think it's fun. I think for me, I like that we don't stick to a formula. We uh, behind the scenes for Heartbeats, we shuffle up a lot of the time how much we're playing something that is like an actual play podcast and how much we're like semi-scripting um there's never a point i think apart from the play in episode four where we've sat down and we've had an actual script but sometimes we have an idea at a big picture level where we want things to go in a scene and sometimes we're playing it by ear totally by ear and um so because of that we've never been afraid to also change up our production style or play around with that um, because where we try and do stuff that fits to the episode, I guess. And that means that sometimes we have the proper, hi friend, welcome to Heartbeats um, kind of intro. And sometimes we want to just jump straight into it. And sometimes there's a goof that we want up front and, you know, all kinds of things. And I think at some point we'll probably settle into kind of a, a pattern again but I don't know when that'll be. And that's at the mercy of Xander. <laughs> I, I really love that our show is consistent in certain things and not in others. It really allows us to play around with uh, different characters, different settings, um, different tones and feels. Um, at the end of the day, as much as we love you as fans, we're doing this because we love it. And... I think if we were to be like, no, this is our format going forward forever and infinite. And then someone gets tired of it or bored of it or wants to try something else. And we say, no, that's not in keeping with heartbeats. So when someone goes, I have this really great idea. Let's do a different kind of intro. Let's do this kind of recap. Let's put this at the beginning. Let's record a new outro. Um, Part of that is we're having fun. And I want that to come through in whatever we do, not just during the episode, but also sometimes in the intros, the outros, the format of the episodes. Yeah, my favorite recap is still the the Dragon Ball Z parody of yes. Heartbeats. Z. Yes, <laughs> Heartbeat Z is the best intro.
Um, I think my favourite was the day... I think the day that I got that we could play with this so much was the day we recorded Charlene's birthday. Um, Xander and I basically pulled together this episode with the two of us um, without Jazz knowing as a birthday surprise and I quickly pulled together and wrote that new version of the intro song and I think that was the moment where it opened up for me and I realised, hey, we could actually do a lot of things in a lot of ways with this show. Um, So that one I think is really special for me. That was the episode when I realized you guys were really my friends and it wasn't just me thinking that. Um, I'd had a pretty shitty day and then our internet went out and I'd been really looking forward to recording Heartbeats and it was my birthday coming up and like my world just kind of crumbled a little bit. Um, And then an episode came out. It was all about Charlene's birthday and you guys had pulled it together and I'm pretty sure I cried. Um, I, man, that episode, I think whenever we recorded it, I had to quickly rush to edit it. I yes! think I edited it within like an hour because <laughs> then we immediately threw it up. Yeah, you had to edit it so it could go no, up but that's the next not even, day. That's not even the worst bit. But do you remember as well that we recorded it and my recording didn't work? So we actually recorded it twice in that small space of time. <laughs> yes. And then had to rush to edit it. It was, it was intense hearing about it afterwards and... I think I ended up going and watching a movie because like our power went out or something as well. Like it was, it was not at all the day that I had planned. And then we were like, Oh, we're going to be back an episode. We only had the podcast out for a month, but we'd been yeah. friends for like <laughs> six months. And I showed my, my husband and I was like, Oh my gosh, these people really like me and love me. And they did this whole thing in like four hours and recorded it twice and edited it so it could go off on my birthday. Um, and yeah, I, yeah, I got really overwhelmed and and that was one of the times when I realized like, yeah, we really can do anything. And also I really love these people. (laughs) Yeah. See, I I didn't realize it it was so special for you. (laughs) Oh yeah. No, it was, it was a super big deal. Um, I like told everyone and I was like, guys, look what my friends did for my birthday. They did a whole episode. And yeah, it was a big deal. My birthday <laughs> is my favorite holiday. So <laughs> and people always be like, what's your favorite holiday? And I'm like, my birthday. And it's because August doesn't have any federal holidays in the United States. So it's like the one day that everybody gets together in August on my side of the family was to celebrate my birthday. Um, because there's no holidays and everybody doesn't get time off. And so, like, in August, the only reason family got together was to celebrate me. And so my birthday was my favorite holiday. We were, like, the same. My, my, on my dad's side of the family, we have August birthdays on the 3rd, 5th, 8th, 10th, 11th, <laughs> 17th, 20th. There's a lot. <laughs> 29th. Like, so basically, like, two-thirds of my family are born in August. So that was always the big birthday bash our family um yeah yep and now teddy's like a couple of days before august so he just gets rolled into that behavior thing <laughs> uh so this is what we should do for it that we've we've gushed a lot um let's do another question oh actually no this is a good thing for us to point out as well this is a peek behind the scenes we do this all the time when we're recording we go on massive tangents and just chat to each other in some episodes and so sometimes you guys hear like a 30 minute episode and that's because the remaining like 90 minutes of the recording was us talking about stuff. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We, we, we are not very... Uh... I don't remember what episode it was, but it was one where I started raving about Death Stranding, like, multiple times. 
Yeah. I mean, who was it? The the new trailer oh, came out that day. Oh, Kojima. Anyway, anyway, back on topic. Um, Questions and no, answers. No, this is this is totally the way the show is, guys. This is this is your peek behind the scenes. We do this all the time. Um. Okay, so Rob, what would Jacques' favorite music genre be? Um. So this is a very niche pool. Um. When I build characters that I'm playing for games that are being recorded, I make Spotify playlists and no. two thirds of Jacques. I do. And two thirds of Jacques playlist is music from Cirque du Soleil. So um, Jacques favorite music is French circus music. The genre. <laughs> Love that. <laughs> Love that a lot. Uh, Xander, the same question, but for the raccoon king. Oh, yeah, I've been thinking on this whenever I was asked, and I have to say it's dubstep. <laughs> Dang, yeah, absolutely. But what about for Charlene? What is Charlene's music genre? Charlene's music genre is smoky jazz bar. <laughs> like that that very noir, like you can tell um, there's a, a artist, Kat Edmondson. She's got mm. this really lovely, um, like, first soprano voice, and she does, like, smoky jazz music. And I really, really love her work, and I feel like Charlene would just could listen to her on loop on record with, like, the little record scratches and everything. Yeah. <laughs> At, uh, Ella Fitzgerald, very much, mm. yeah, like, soul jazz almost. That's her yeah. favorite genre. <laughs> yeah and real quick because the someone also asked if what what the genre is for jeffrey and astrin uh jeffrey jeffrey is musicals like uh be more chill hamilton you know all all that good stuff and astrin's is glitch hop Ooh, yes that's a hard genre that, that is that's a hard genre. <laughs> but it's perfect for astrin here's one for you xander i really like this one um how much creative like plot do you have beforehand that you put into the campaign and how much of it is just you freehanding? Um, well, <laughs> I put in a lot beforehand, but it's also a lot of freehanding because Rob and Jazz tend to Derail do everything, everything else that I've planned. <laughs> and it always turns out a thousand <laughs> times better than what I what I've planned. Thankfully, I get to recycle some of that stuff, but other times I'm like, okay, this is, I'm out of my depths. <laughs> Let's see how well I can improv. And so far, I think I've been doing a pretty good job. Uh, but thankfully, you two have been very good in, in making it actually very, very fun. <laughs> Any notable examples from the campaign so far? The campaign so far? Um, well, when you, uh, the first thing for the uh mist arc when y'all met cal for the first time um when jazz tries to, not tries successfully does steal the gems from the <laughs> from the plane or the sky raft yep that i was like okay yep no idea how to proceed from here <laughs> i remember you being so stumped you're like so, so, so you steal the stones? And I'm like, yeah, absolutely. It's going to keep the plane from going. The sky raft is not going to be able to go. I will steal these. And really, I was just like, I'm going to borrow them. And you're like, uh, 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 <laughs> Yeah, I was okay. very stunned. I was like, 
okay let's <laughs> but i this think it turned out for the best i think we yeah. i think it became a better story than what i what i had in mind that's what i really love about tabletops in general it's collaborative storytelling yeah we do a lot of collaborative xander will come and say like hey this is where we're going with this episode and we'll be like yeah but also these other three scenes are happening we have <laughs> i mean we have some episodes where um, I don't know. I can't think of one off the top of my head that we don't want to give it away. Um, what's there was an episode somewhere in like the teens, sixteen or seventeen, where like we knew what happened at the end of the day because like we'd made plans to meet someone, but yes. we just had to fill a day. Mm-hmm. And Xander just straight up said, "I've got no plans. What do you guys want to do?" Like, and so that whole session was very us led, and yeah. we just came up with uh, scenes. Yeah, and that, that's um, when y'all met Grandma Noel and stuff. <laughs> Yeah. Right. Yeah. And uh, yeah, yeah. the sheriff's mm-hmm. thing. That's why. Because uh, that was the before party. y'all. Because that was for like y'all had di- a dinner date to get to. Yes. Mm. And we split the party. We absolutely just went, I'm going to go do this and you're going to go do that. And Xander, let's do these scenes. Um, and you were able to like weave in story and nest things in those places um, in a really interesting way. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, it was I a lot of fun. Though, I do have a question for y'all. What do y'all really think of my voices? Because someone had to ask that question. Um, <laughs> I feel personally attacked. <laughs> there are some of them I absolutely love. And there are some of them that drive me crazy but are perfect. And there are some of them that if I never had to hear them again and I don't have to re-listen to that episode, I would be great. Like the the you're talking about the Mickey Mouse voice for that one, aren't you? <laughs> I'm talking about a few of them. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, I love all of them. I am not good at voices. Me neither. Um, <laughs> that's not true, Zander. You are very good at voices. I'm not good at them, and which you'll notice is why um, Jacques' voice is my voice, but slightly. Um, it has a different speech pattern, but the voice is the same. Um, my wife has this saying that every accent I try and do eventually turns into the sound of a um, chubby Dutch boy, um, which is mostly true. Um, my my accents just, they have a vector and they all head towards. So I love hearing all of your voices because I can tell who a character is pretty much straight away. <laughs> yes, absolutely my, that. My favorite like voice can, is Grandma Noel's because like, no one asked Grandma that. But I, just like, <laughs> I could just like listen to Grandma Noel, like read a book and it would be fantastic. <laughs> Because it would be impacted with doll and I don't like this, but we're gonna we're gonna skip this and just like flip two chapters and like uh, it would be great. This, these chapters are boring. Let's see. Uh, he gets out of the closet. They go. Oh, uh, there's <laughs> lots of envelopes. Uh, birds. Uh, talking snake. Oh, here we go. Wizard school. Finally. Right. <laughs> I I like um I like Carolina in post production. Yes, I think that's uh, my yes. favorite to listen She's to. Quite good. I, I like doing that one as well, like like in post-production, like because it, it took me a while to make Carolina's voice, which leads me to the question is, who is Carolina? Uh, and Carolina is Carolina. She is a follower of Steiner. Yep. That from, is... a, from a just a different sect than what uh, Jacques family is um, follows. Right. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I really like Carolina. I think she's really interesting. Um, we don't know a whole lot about her right now, but I think what we know about her is 
enough. We kind of got to know her a little bit during the barbecue. Um, in which Jazz forgot that Charlene was vegetarian. Um, <laughs> <laughs> at some point there was like, oh, shoot, uh, I'm going to pass that plate. Um, but I think we really got I to think, like, I think I edited around it where like it wasn't even an issue. <laughs> yeah, it was just like, and I'm going to take this plate from this person and hold it. And then I went, wait, I'm not going to eat any of this because I'm a vegetarian. And I think once you realize that, we turned it into a joke. Because I think, I think from we did. that episode has Jacques passing lots of meat to Charlene. Yeah. <laughs> it's a bit. It's a bit. Um, it's pretty great. Um, but yeah, I think we got to see a little bit more about Carolina and what she's about. But also, she's still really mysterious, and I like that too. I think I like I like that she and um, um, Xander and I had to have like multiple conversations about this, not super long, but like to really tease out what someone who worships Steiner and isn't a horrible person means to Jacques, um, and like how that fits into his conception of the world. Um, so, um, she I really like her as a character. And role-playing interactions with her and Jacques is an interesting thing because it's one of the few times where, like, most of the time I know what Jacques is going to say and when he's talking to her, I have to stop and actually think. <laughs> so, yeah. Nah, Caroline is real fun. Um, the whole... Uh, Siner as a whole, going back on, like, the, the question of how much, like, freehanding I do, all of Siner is freehand. That, that was a decision um that came about because of what robin jazz did during the mist arc yeah and i'm so glad it got to be tied into a lot more things i was very i was very happy and rob i'm still very happy that you're like yeah this seems really cool and i'm like oh, yeah <laughs> yeah yeah it's very cool i really like the pantheon you've made and i love that we're getting to see little bits more of them and there's a thing that you told us a while ago that i won't spoil here that like I got so mad at you, Xander, and it was because it was so good. <laughs> I don't even remember what this is. Okay, but that that <laughs> mood is just out of the a recording. mood. I'll, I'll edit it out. What, what was yeah, it? Yeah, edit out this. The, um, cool. What what other questions have we got? Um, Do we have any pre-recording rituals individually? Um, yeah, I panic. <laughs> I, have a, I have a good. I have a good panic, and then I'm like, all right, I'm ready. Um, Rob wakes up. Yeah, so I, I time zone wise, um, half of the year I'm recording at eight a.m. in the morning on a Saturday, and so some mornings I wake up at seven fifty-five, and my pre-morning ritual is getting my dogs up and letting them outside, and then I come and start recording. Uh, and then the other half of the year, when time zone shift, it's ten a.m., and so those mornings I sort of get to. Oh, Teddy. Oh, oh no, Teddy! What did Teddy do? Oh, he's um, well, no. those mornings I basically do what I just did then and hang out with my son. No, oh, buddy, come here. It's really difficult being small. I'm just saying. People, people forget how difficult <laughs> it, it, it was. Is. A ruse to get on your lap to reach for the mic. <laughs> it was. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um. But Jess, do you have any pre-recording rituals outside um, of like I guess the twenty minutes of us, uh, you know, goofing off before we actually start? Yeah. <laughs> um, I usually get home from work 
like 20 minutes before we start recording. So it's the, hi, husband, nice to see you. What can I eat? Run upstairs and go, I have to record. I have to record. I have to record. Um, what did we do last week? I don't remember. Where are my notes? Where are my dice? Do I even need them this week? I don't know. Um, there's a lot of just general <laughs> hustle and bustle. And then I sit down and go, oh, yeah, I'm a reporter that lives in a nice, quiet, small town and doesn't have a job, really. I think one of the things that makes it different, so compared to other shows that I have recorded on, or, oh, Teddy, don't touch that mic. Um, <laughs> I'm just still getting my signal through fine. Oh, buddy. Okay, all good. I'm going to pop you down. You're being ready. Bye, Teddy. So compared to other shows that I have recorded on, my son. Ugh. Okay, I'll say this real quick. <laughs> compared to other shows that I've recorded on, um, I think that we spend... <laughs> we spend more time talking around Teddy than anything. <laughs> That's... <laughs> there we go. Nah, you know how raw this episode's gonna be? It's gonna be, it's gonna be raw and it's fine. It's gonna be a little raw. I'll, I'll cut okay. out, like, some stuff, but... He's been pretty good, all things considered, actually. Yeah, he has. He's, he's been um, great. So, compared to... He's just gonna heavy breathe into the mic now. <laughs> Teddy, stop reaching for the mic. Dad, dude. <laughs> it's a big back circle. I must touch it. So, <laughs> leaning over the shoulder for this one. Um, compared to other shows that I've been involved in, we talk so much during the week about things coming up and like moot ideas that I think our pre-recording ritual actually is like fourteen days long. Okay. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yes, it is. Our pre-recording ritual actually starts with our post-recording ritual. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I, I would have to say yeah because we. <laughs> Man, we, we spent so we much time up, and this is where I want to take it next and wouldn't it be cool if and we like while we're exporting audio and uploading stuff and and kind of finishing an episode we spend a lot of time talking about the next one the, the one thing I want to talk about is like uh why we picked Ryutama and mi the mixing of Ryutama and D&D um so because because we have a few questions that touch on like why we picked Ryutama and uh why we went about you know kind of blending Ryutama and D&D &D, um and like why we did, you know went with a static location instead of traveling which Ryutama is built for <laughs> uh so I'd like to talk about that question okay but can or I talk questions. about this because oh, I don't yeah, remember yeah. okay so I I really remember when we were talking about systems and we were like, we could use D&D &D, and we're like, but everybody uses D&D. &D. And is that really the kind of story we want to tell in something that is so focused on low stakes and high drama, but not world shattering? And uh, you tossed out Ryutama and Golden Sky Stories and a couple oh. of other ones in between. Yeah, Chubo's Marvelous uh, Wish Granting Machine was one of them. Yeah, there were a couple of them, and we kind of, like, read through things. We're like, okay, we're going to do Ryutama. And then, Xander, can I share this story? You can cut it if you don't want to share this story. Yeah, sure. But well, I don't know what story, but yeah. Xander was like, okay, but I only know D&D, &D and I know how to DM D&D, &D, so we're going to do D&D, &D, guys. And I Wait, went, me? Yeah. Yeah, you, like, that, that seems like, like a me Saturday panicking. Night. 
and we were we were a couple weeks out from recording our first episode, and I remember just going, "No, <laughs> Santa, we're not. No, I'm not doing D and D. No, I I love D and D. It's great, but no, we're not doing D and D." And and the next day, you were like, "You're right. That was the right decision." I just panicked. And I was like, I know it was because you introduced me to Rhea Tama. It's perfect. This is what we need to use. Yeah. And Rhea Tama is very good, but we've homebrewed it so much. Yes, we have. But but at its root, like it's still much more Rhea Tama yeah. than it is D&D. Oh, do you no, remember, absolutely. Do you still have the notes about the connection system that I was pitching? The connection system. Oh. Yeah. So, so when I we were building about this, yeah, yeah, yeah. When we were building this, we we kept going back to like a few touchstones for this show, like what we wanted it to be. Because the way the show started, for anyone who doesn't follow our Twitter obsessively, um, this show started in a Discord for Cthulhu and friends, where Xander said, "Why is there not a show that is like not Happy. about world-ending scenarios? Why is there not just a show about like living in a small town?" And I said, do it, you coward. And then he <laughs> said, only if you join me. And then Jazz joined and that was the show. Like it was really this one conversation and we barely knew each other. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah. I think I'd been in the Discord like three weeks. <laughs> and I was like, I don't know who these people are, but this sounds like fun. I just learned how to podcast like last week. This is great. Yeah. And so. Um, oh, no, Teddy. Oh, <laughs> he just doesn't want to not be held. He, he wants to be held, but he wants to be held so he can get at this microphone. And he's just learnt to be old enough to cry if he doesn't get his way. Yeah. <laughs> he he has right, learned the manipulation it. tactic. <laughs> yeah, so, so we went into this knowing we had a clear idea of what our premise was, but we didn't really know how we wanted to do it. And um, And so we talked a lot about what kind of what are our touchstones? And one of the ones that we kept coming back to, at least Xander and I, were like slice of life animes and games like <laughs> um, Harvest Moon. Um, and lots of Harvest Moon games, you have like you know, there's lots of people in the town, and you're able to like track how you're connecting with those people, like what's the relationship. And so I pitched this system. I can't remember what it was, and it's somewhere buried in our Discord of like how we interact with people, like bumping up those relationships and bumping down those relationships. It was a really like complex, convoluted system. Um, and so I think we were looking to hack that onto whatever system we used and oh, it was full on. Um, and I'm glad that we're not really doing that because it would have turned it into like a... So I've been doing this spreadsheet for nothing? <laughs> 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 I joke. I don't have a spreadsheet. I just have a little chart <laughs> on my OneNote. Um, which, which makes yeah, sense, but, though. Which but is not, not the same as how we... we're not gaming the system. Oh, yeah, yeah, no. Or yeah. anything like that. Y'all yeah. aren't playing uh, Persona. <laughs> Persona! Yes, I am. That's the current game that I'm playing on PlayStation. <laughs> so the fun thing about all of that is um, my, my anime history includes um, Cowboy Bebop. Good show. Good one, right? Um, yeah. Code Lyoko. Good show. Well, that that's a French cartoon, but it's still good. I enjoyed yep. it. Yep. Uh, and uh, Teen Titans. Yeah. Right. So, like, that's my anime background. 
That's it. <laughs> Which is to say non-existent. Right. Like, I, I don't have one. Um, yeah. Which for me is really good because half the things I like reference are anime references. Right. And Jazz knows none of them, so she just thinks they're really cool original ideas. Right. It's <laughs> it's kind of great. And I'll be like, what about this? And they're like, oh, you mean like this show? And I'm like, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Like I don't, I don't have a lot of that to build off of, which is a lot of fun for me, um, and I'm sure probably pretty frustrating for you guys sometimes. Ah, no, not at all. Never, never. <laughs> it's really good because it helps us litmus test whether we have a good idea or whether we've just stolen something that's derivative. I come from a lot more of that D and D fantasy sci-fi nerddoms, so I make a lot of Doctor Who references and crap like that. No. <laughs> I mean, when I was growing up as an edlo- edgelord teenager, my favorite anime was Higurashi. So um, <laughs> my baselines are like kind of horror, thriller, psychotropic type experiences. But often a lot of those are slice of life in a small town and then it's horror. Um, so, like paranoia agent. Yeah. Oh, sure. Um, <laughs> and there so, are times when conversations like this happen and I just go, uh <laughs> but, well, but what's good about that is I think and we've, we've joked about this before and this leads into a really good question where's that horror question on here um, isn't there one there was a question about is this when is it going to turn into a horror show or why do you always say that um, yeah I, we get asked that question a lot I don't think anybody actually asked it for this but let's answer it the question um, comes up why does heartbeats feel sinister <laughs> uh, and that's because it happens i don't intend it to be like i never intend for horror elements to get into the show but i am i just really like a uh, cosmic horror genre and suspense and so it just le- it leaks in it unfortunately leaks in and i've now just kind of rolled with it uh yep. and i hope it's more like a wholesome horror than like actual horror <laughs> Yeah, sure. I think I think all three of us keep a check on that. So I my most comfortable genre in a DM is horror. Um Xander has DM'd horror games a lot in the past and um like we obviously all met on a Cthulhu and Friends Discord, so like um but we all are very deliberate about not wanting this show to be a horror show. Um it's a mystery show sometimes, but it's not a horror show, and I don't think it ever will be. Um uh really. Um but sometimes that means that like hints or nods to horror things sneak in, often with a wink and a nod. Yeah, it's definitely a big wink and a nod, little little nudge nudge. Yep. <laughs> Which is not to say that there's not horror in the world, and also not to say that we might not do horror things in the future, but it won't be heartbeats. Yeah, it won't be heartbeats. It'd be uh, probably a thing for lore beats because lore beats uh, is our kind of free space to do many different weird things. Uh, so we might have something more horror there. Can David Davida Attenborough be Charlene's Beasley? Yes, that's exactly <laughs> the point. Um, I I love Beasley very much, and I got really jealous that I didn't have one. So when we started talking about Patreon content, um, I was like, "Yes, I want to do this thing, whatever it is," and. Uh, it developed into Davida Attenborough, um, and the five accents that I do during that episode. Um, but I'm really glad it's on the main feed, but also Davida Attenborough will be coming back at some point. 
I'm sure, for Patreon. Um, I really love it. <laughs> I hope so. Favorite podcast? I think it's the next question we should do. Yeah. Obligatory Cthulhu and Friends, because it's how I met these wonderful people, and also the podcast is amazing. Um, I'm going to be brief, because I could go on for ages. Um, I think we all could. <laughs> obligatory Cthulhu and Friends, because, like, I work on it now um, and do editing <laughs> and music for it, so it's very good. Um, I, at the moment, the two that I listen to the most... Oh, the three I listen to it the most. Um, Story Break, which is a Max Fun podcast, um, where they a trio of Hollywood writers basically break a movie in an hour. They take a pitch and they write the movie in the hour, and it's I've learned a lot about storytelling and narrative from it. Um, Hello from the Magic Tavern, and the idea of improv in a fantasy world, <laughs> and yes, ending every little thing. Um, and then Mission from Z- uh, Mission to Zix, which is the same idea but in sci-fi. And so at the moment, those are the three things that I'm like hooked on because all of them I think are different ways of telling story that I want to steal elements from. Okay, I instantly thought of only actual play podcasts. I'm going to try to vary it a little bit. Um, other than CAF, other ones that I will immediately listen to are Kids on Bikes, which just got renamed Bike Brigade or Bikes oh, Brigade. It? Yeah, they went through a, a rebrand to make sure they didn't get confused with other kids on Mike's actual plays. I love oh, them very much. I like that show. Uh, it's a good show. Um, but I also really, really love um, The Penumbra. Um, I'm trying to remember if that's the actual name. I think it's just The Penumbra, um, which is audio drama. The Penumbra podcast, yeah. Um one that I'm really fascinated by recently that I have some friends on, um, The Facades of Gods, which is a fate actual play where they edit out nearly all of their dice rolls. Um, and it's it feels like an audio drama, but it's an actual play. And I really like... dice rolls now, or most of them. Yeah. But this is like almost entirely role play in character, very little from the DM except narration. From the bits I've heard yeah. of it, they hide the seams very well. Yeah, it's it's quite well done. Um and I really like uh yeah. I I have about forty podcasts I'm actively listening to, about sixty total. Uh so those are my highlights. <laughs> Oh, Soul See. Story. Yeah, that's another one. Saw Story? Soul Story. Ah. Oh, and King Never Falls AM, which I am hooked on. And I am putting off getting up to date because I listened through their three-year backlog in about two weeks. Said, <laughs> how have you never heard of it? You're on their Discord. Wh- which Discord? Soul Stories. Oh, Soul Stories. I've never actually listened to it. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. I'm 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 sorry, other Alex. I haven't listened to your podcast. Well, that's a lie. I listened to half of the first episode and then I stopped because I uh, something I think something got my attention or I got to work. One of the two, probably both. Uh, but my po- my favorite podcasts are very boring. I like uh, the Dead Robot Society, which is two people talking about writing. They're both authors, uh, Terry Mixon and uh, Paul E. Cooley. I've been listening to them for a good while. They have. What episode are they on? They're on like uh, 552. 
was their most recent episode. And I've listened to them all. Because I don't know why. <laughs> don't listen to the first 100 episodes. It's just them talking about video games instead of writing. <laughs> my my other favorite ones are like um, Archive 81, which is kind of a horror podcast. Very good. I very much enjoy it. I also like uh, a... I guess, I guess they're more of a group because the they have so it's strange and unusual podcast and they have a few shows on there and I love all of them. Uh, Spooky cute is probably my favorite out of all of them, which is about a teen witch and her talking satanic cat who just really likes milk and likes being really calm. And the little witch is just wants to just destroy everything. It's great. It's hilarious. I love it. And then there's a friend of the family from them, which is also really good. It's a, uh, show about this girl who becomes a monster hunter and they have a vampire tied to their family and he's just a huge asshole <laughs> it's beautiful and then there's the noir uh show which is uh the cats chronicles which is also very it's just a good show everyone should check out strange and unusual and it's the letter in and you can find them at snu.wtf that's their real website i love it i have one last pitch and again this is my problem because i listen to too many shows um my favorite actual play is Friends at the Table, um, and everyone should listen to the second season, which is called Counterweight. It's one of the best stories I've ever heard. The first, like, 10 episodes can be kind of slow, which is a horrible thing to say given that their episode's, like, three hours long. Um, so trust me when I say it's worth pushing through the opening, like, 15 to 20 hours um, to get through to the rest of that story because it's one of the best stories <laughs> in any medium I've heard. Um, it, and it has a good build-up. It's it's not slow because it's bad story. It's slow because they use a system that doesn't really translate to podcast well, and they realize that and they change systems after about eight episodes, um, and it, it's all guns ahead from there. Um, there is a, a player on that um, named Jack Keat, and if you hear Jack Keat and the way he talks, I think I subliminally often mimic that and the beautiful way that he talks for Jacques. So. Jacques' kind of cadence is me subconsciously trying to be someone I admire. So <laughs> listen to that show. Um, and th this will be our last question uh, before we wrap up. And I'm sorry we didn't get to uh, every question. But but this question, I think, is a good one to wrap up. And it's... Do is you it find question it difficult? seven? Yes, good. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to be angry if you didn't answer that question. Yeah, no, it's, uh, do you find it difficult carrying this story with only two active players slash participants, or is it easier to handle with only two people? Um, for me... And part B, did you ever consider a third player? Oh, yeah, part B, did you ever consider a third player? We have considered a third player, and we are still considering a third player. It's something that's in the air, but we haven't fully decided on it yet. And we did um, but have a third player, is the important thing. Um. When we when we did the the session minus one, like not session oh, yeah. zero, but you mean um, the recording that I still had headphones with a microphone attached? Yes, the the, the test play episode. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. here's some, for you, Tama. here's some quick heartbeats law before Xana answers the actual question about is it difficult to deal with the two of us? Uh, which the answer is obviously yes. Um, uh, <laughs> <laughs> When we, when we started this show, we actually had a third player and we wanted to do like a test recording to see how it would feel playing the modified Ryotama. And so we played this two-session game and it was a mess. 
um, of like recording conflict times and us getting used to each other and bad audio, all kinds of problems. And not knowing how to even run such a game, yeah, like a, how, a slice right. of life tabletop game. I don't know how many people have done this. It's yeah. weird. also we had video, but then we didn't have video, and then we had lag, and yeah. And so the plot of this this two session story, very simply, was about a farmer and a um a a flower, a flower seller who. Um, mm-hmm. had to help out the town by going and getting some herbs for a festival from an old crone, but the old crone needed a little witch to get minded and cared for for the day so that they could get their job done. So the two, the the um, farmer and the florist took the little witch into town and then a um, hunter and a scout tried to kidnap her and then they had to like save her from it and then um, it may sound very familiar. And so um, that session that never will come and see the light of day, um, we evolved and adapted when we did the actual show um, into the play that is in episode four. And the thing that's really cool about that was we played that opening session knowing those wouldn't be our final characters, like we, but we still built full characters and role played them and played that test session. Um, but we had a third player for that who tried it and just wasn't, um, I don't remember whether they weren't keen on podcasting or they didn't feel no, the dynamic uh, they, of the show. They didn't show have or... the scheduling. They they couldn't make it every time. Yeah. Um, and so we didn't want to slow down because we were enjoying what we were doing. And so we just went, okay, well, we'll just start with the two of us and then we can find someone else later. Um, and now and it's so that, been a year. <laughs> yeah. And that brings us to the question of like, how do you reckon that's worked out for you as a, as a storyteller, Xander? I, I think very good because i only have to try to balance uh you two in the sense of like how much i'll uh you know play versus you know someone getting having like 30 minutes of them not doing anything i don't really have to worry about that because you two are both always actively playing because it's just you two and your interactions with everything uh with like a third or fourth player there'd be there are times even when we split who's going in what direction that like, let's say I'm not on mic, but I'm still there and I'm interacting and I'm chiming in with things. And then we just cut those bits. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, and I think we've got a pretty good vibe, not to say that we don't, we're not ruling it out and we're not necessarily like, Oh no, it'll be the three of us forever, but it will like where we're at with three. And we're a year in and maybe we'll have a completely different answer for year two. We don't know. Yeah. Uh, well, my son is crying. So as often happens in Heartbeats recordings, I'm going to leave there, but thank you to all of our listeners and especially to our Patreon supporters who are helping yes. make this show happen. Um, we thank love making all. it and we love that you guys care enough about the show to ask questions and we love all of the theories and we love um, all of the comments that we get about the show. Um, so thank you for being our friends and being honest in this journey, being on this journey with us, I should say. Well, thank you for also being on us uh, when we do silly things that we shouldn't do. Um, <laughs> cough, shark, and fires. Um, so we really appreciate it. Um, and we love making this show and we love all of you individually and corporately. Thanks, Beatniks. You, you make this even more fun and more fulfilling than even it is by its own. So thank you. Um, and if we missed your questions, 
um, you're still our favorite. And if you didn't think to ask questions, um, you probably would have been reminded more often if you were hanging out on our Discord, which is our plug for this episode. Come hang out with us on Discord. The link is somewhere on the internet. Probably our Twitter bio or a pinned tweet. It is a pinned tweet. There There we go. go. Um, Come hang out and chat. We answer questions all the time. Um, So, uh, and we like to do it. I I answer questions in a straightforward manner every Uh time. Yep. Mm -hmm. Totally. Um, (laughs) Yeah. Straightforward, like Klein's manner. Okay. (laughs) Goodbye. I love you all. Bye, Bye, friends. I love you. And stop recording.